1: Abner Maris is a world champion boxer, Olympian, sports commentator, and most importantly, dad to two little girls. Beloved by Abuelas and hardcore fans alike, Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Maris, we'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and the man he is. They chat about topics like Abner's journey from a kid on the streets to boxing champ. Sports, music, culture, and family life. Listen to On The Hook with Abner Morris wherever you get your podcasts. Episodes in English out on Tuesdays and episodes in Spanish out on Wednesdays.
2: And hello, all you gorgeous people out there. Welcome back to the Esports Rewind Podcast. Hello, Zach. Hello, hello, Jake. What's good? What's good today? Oh, you know, just typical gamer stuff. Just a busy, busy week. Oh, yeah. Chugging RGB lights. uh, It's just a lot of coffee, a lot of Mm -hmm. Red Bull, uh, uh, a lot of energy drinks this (laughs) weekend. (laughs) A lot of things ongoing, as per usual, as busy as per usual. Want to hit him with the intro and then uh, we'll get it started for all these beautiful people listening?
3: Yeah, yeah. You know what? This week's intro will be a couple reminders for everybody. First and foremost, we are currently hiring a junior graphic designer. So if you're a graphic designer out there who would love to join us in town in our beautiful office space in Las Vegas, Nevada, or, you know, we're also opening it up to anybody who wants to work remotely, by all means, do apply. You can check it out on our website. Also, uh, we have a P.O. box. Guys. Oh, true. It's in the the about section on our YouTube channel, on the contact page on our website. So,
2: Hello, gamers. We have a P.O. box. We'll be doing an unboxing series on the channel. A quick thank you to all of you guys who actually take the time to send us stuff. Mm. It doesn't have to be anything of value. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Know. Anything helps keep me motivated and keep me just, uh, you know, cheery-eyed, if that's even a term. And I don't think it is. I don't think well, we're gonna make it one. my life.
3: But yeah, P.O. Box, a huge announcement, finally did happen. Anything else for the people? Uh, no, basically, you know, just send us your drawings of Jake's huge neck and, uh, you Dude. know, we'll take a look at them in an <laughs> unboxing video. <laughs> all right. We hope you guys all enjoy another episode
2: of the Esports Rewind. Let's get into it. And, you know, for the first story out there, Zan, luckily enough for us, we get to cover a lot of scenes out there. Mm. And uh, with that, you cover a lot of different age groups in the scenes you do cover. (laughs) And uh, with Fortnite, you see a lot more controversy and drama based on things you probably would not see Mm. in older competitive environments. And that's no knock on Fortnite. I think the future of Fortnite is going to be very huge, and and maybe we'll play a part on this channel as well. We're seeing over the past week or so, brought to light an argument that I want to talk about, that being an eSports pro as well as a top creator in the Fortnite space, Booga, Mm-hmm. who was under a little bit of fire having a girlfriend and spending too much time with the girl. How dare he? Does he not know that girls have cooties? <laughs> to be fair, to be Jake. fair. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, I think, he, yeah, hey, come on, he's past the cootie age, but to be fair, though, you know, we're not going to see this kind of argument in the older scenes out there. Certainly not. But it's a constant reminder of, you know, these are issues that go through a pro player slash creator's lives, especially mm. one like Booga. It's like, it's like young love, man, you know? Yeah, right. uh, when I made the video about this, I kind of referenced, like, yeah, I used to have a girlfriend in high school, mm. but I wasn't like having to balance being a pro and one of the biggest earners in all of Fortnite at the yeah, same time very
3: true it does make going out on like you know your little high school dates what like to what, what do you people do in high school well we had, a, the, we had a, pa- we had a
2: pasta place or something <laughs> but like when you what, think like, of, like
3: an olive garden yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no it was uh, uh if you guys know it, you know you're an og <laughs> but when you think about it the opportunity cost mm-hmm. you know he's he's weighing a lot he's balancing yeah, a lot true. with that life all of a sudden like you said you go out for a little pasta date mm. and boog is like i could have been streaming for an hour and made a couple hundred you know
3: who mm-hmm. knows how much money he could be making or you got to worry about TMZ in the bushes all of a sudden yeah I mean
2: the, obviously as he grows he's going through a lot of and course. I just it's kind of a funny moment I don't think the trash talk is that heated but you we know other pro players like a double lift or like a scump mm. who have girlfriends and they're weighing that and I don't think anyone of course Delina double the situation is That's a little different yeah but no one's calling out scump <laughs> for spending too much time with this girl right yeah, um, yeah but a lot of pros get called out for spending time doing things that are not competing or pracking or scrimming. Mm-hmm. With Fortnite's a bit different, though, because all of a sudden you spend too much time with your girlfriend, and you're not scrimming and pracking, your teammates blow up on you.
3: Yeah, it's definitely a concern for any content creator out there. I know we saw all that backlash Pokimane face when oh, people yeah. found out a, that Oh, yeah! Another good one. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, you know... Even even if people aren't giving you grief about not spending that time, like actively, cra- like mastering your craft, act- actively playing, just the fact that they're bothered by the fact that you have another person in your life is. It doesn't have to be another person. Such a headache.
2: Anything else outside of what your what your field is, right? Outside of uh, streaming, yeah, outside of so. content or going pro, people are going to find a way to kind of hassle you uh-huh. for it. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see as, of course, Booga and other pros grow up, how they do kind of find the balance for this kind of stuff. And it's it's always a fun talking point. And, and that's why I don't have a girlfriend, uh, because I can't I
3: can't balance my life out enough. <laughs> that's why I don't have a girlfriend. Yeah. Only reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake, uh, in this week's episode of Twitch Why, Uh, let's talk about (laughs) some recent decisions that they've made involving advertisement on their platform. Here we go, Twitch Why. Yeah, and I feel like, you know what, we could honestly have a video series called Twitch Why because I think that's the first thing that goes through our mind almost every time you see Twitch make any announcement ever. Hundred percent.
2: Yeah, just uh, like... dude. I mean, yes. I could. I could go off the bat right now with uh-huh. you. But I like this series name Twitch. Why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but please tell me about their
3: advertising processes, which have been <sighs> under fire a little bit. A little bit. Uh, so you know, recently streamers have been having a little bit of a rough go of it on Twitch. Uh, just a, a month or so ago, Twitch uh, rolled out those automatic mid-roll ads that were very problematic for several streamers because they had no control over whether or not the mid-roll ads showed up or not. Say they're in a really middle of a really cool moment, really heated, and all of a sudden, hey, check out Domino's. Buy a pizza, five yes. ninety nine. It was
2: very debatable. Yeah. And, and a lot of highlight <laughs> clips out there. A lot of,
3: a lot of funny tweets about uh-huh. big moments happening, and all of a sudden, like, <laughs> welcome to Twitch Prime. Yeah. yeah, a lot of nonsense happening. A lot of streamers not happy about it. Thankfully, Twitch did roll it back. Uh, we've also had issues with the uh, alleged uh, picture-in-picture mode that Twitch is still testing, where an ad, instead of you get, getting rid of that heated moment altogether, it'll be in a s- small, tiny box in the corner, while Chester the Cheetah is up here advertising his uh, fantastic... Cheesy goodness mm. of Cheetos, mm. <laughs> all the good stuff, you know. And uh we—it now appears are testing yet another month method as we have a Twitch staffer in the chat of a streamer by the name of the Black Hokage. Seemingly, that's a
2: name, by the way. Yeah, I'm
3: surprised you got that off in the first try. What do you mean?
2: It's Naruto. See, <laughs> oh, is it? Okay, yeah, okay. See, yeah, yeah. I also, the guy like the Wada Wada. <laughs>
3: Now, now we know we got to show you Naruto one of these days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh man, I'm getting some anime comments now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway. Uh, sp- Twitch staffer showed up and tossed 400 bits the Black Okaga's way and asked him to give a shout-out to a brand by the name of The Fast Shop or something. The response was immediate from the Black Okaga. Dude was not happy. He was like, are you promoting stuff in my chat right now? I had the sub in stuff for the uh, slightly less friendly word that he used. Yes, and there. this was a
2: Twitch staff member with mm. the wrench and the name and yeah. everything. He even got accused of, of making this up, so he mm. went back and
3: proved, no, it was a Twitch staff member. Yeah, absolutely. It is very important for people to remember because if you don't use twitch you may not know uh, yeah twitch staff members you can identify them because they have a wrench in their name also you cannot ban a twitch staff member from your chat you, can, you can't remove their messages or anything like that either which is also a bit of an issue because <laughs> then this uh, alleged advertisement is just stuck there and the streamer can't do anything about it which is Really wild that you got 400 bits, though. Yeah, true, true. So, hey, I don't up. think you shouted out the advertisement either. No, no, he was just like, What is this? <laughs> like, it's
2: kind of ironically time because we actually had that potential Burger King advertisement uh-huh. where they were donating five dollars to get people to read off menu items and right. then use those clips <laughs> for an advertisement. So, like,
3: 400 bits, five mm, bucks. Mm. Eh? I mean that's Burger King. That's not Twitch's fault. Yeah, but the fact that this was Burger King naughty like this was barely a month ago that Burger King tried to pull this right, and obviously Twitch knew about it. Why are they trying the same thing that everybody hated like objectively? And this is bad. Actually, is
2: kind of funny now that you (laughs) say it. Yeah. Oh, people hated Burger King for doing it. Let's yeah. donate less and yeah. try the same thing. Right?
3: In And even a shadier <laughs> way, not even no details. Just, hey, shout out this company. Have there been it's any really responses from Twitch on this no yet? No response, which is, you know, uh, once again, par for the course with Twitch. They never respond to any backlash True. like this. They just, you know, come out and go, at best, they'll say, oh, hey, we're looking into this. Uh, although we do have a response from Co-Carnage, uh, you noted as yep. a member of the Twitch Safety and Advisory Council, and he was less than pleased. It seems that he was not informed that this would have been happening, and I mean, hopefully Twitch has learned their lesson after the backlash this has gotten. But I'm just really confused. Like,
2: I, I, is right? this going to be the future of advertisements, where you mm. have apparently Twitch staff members coming in, they'll, mm. they'll donate you? like a very, 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 very small percentage of what right. they would be getting paid for the ad deal. And all of a sudden you're getting donated a thousand bits from a Twitch staff member. And he goes, go check out McDonald's. Like, mm. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, wanna, I want to think this is some kind of funny joke or mistake on the staff members uh-huh. uh, part. And it's just kind of taken way out of hand because people love hating on Twitch. Right, of course. And, and we and I've played my part in, in, in knocking on them doing bad things. So I kind of got to wait for a response for me to have any other take on this, but
3: I hope it's a joke or something. It would just be such a weirdly timed joke if it was, especially (laughs) to like, first shout out like an actual brand. I feel like if it was a joke, they would have made it very clear, like, oh, it's a fake brand or something like that. Yeah. Like, shout out uh, the kitchen in your mom's house or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something Something dumb like that. Or something like pertaining to the actual streamer. Yeah, yeah. And we we already know Twitch is already, they're testing new ways to advertise on Twitch. They've announced that, you know, Amazon is working Twitch into their advertising advertisement portfolio a little bit more actively so i imagine we're going to see a lot more of these tests in the future who knows what the will wind up being but so far nobody's been happy with a single one of them
2: yeah we'll we'll see if uh, twitch can figure out exactly how to advertise because as a business they got to make money and all of this seems Mm. to be adding up to uh how they're going to pay for all of their newly signed streamers All right, guys, before our next topic, a quick few words about our sponsors. Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike any other site, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need just like they have for over 3 million businesses. And right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it very fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now and use Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. And guys and gals, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you get on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get on another season opening bonuses today and start wagering off on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And now let's get back to the podcast. All right, zan I got a moral dilemma for you. Ooh, hit
3: me with Stemming it. Stemming
2: from the Call of Duty Warzone scene and something we only really see in the Warzone scene for a very, very few events out there. I'm not really sure if this has been a thing for other esports or maybe some smaller events and other games as well. That being KD caps. Mm. For events. That's going to be VicStar's Warzone events, uh, several, several weeks, and then a grand finals eventually. One of the few tournaments out there that actually cap your KDs you have with your team. So they do Mm. duo squad events. You pretty much compete for kills in best of twos. Uh, All four members are on the same squad, but it's two teams of two, and they compete against each other. Now, with this, though, to try and prevent all the nutty Call of Duty pros from teaming up and Uh railing on everyone else, um, they have KD caps. So, obviously, this is set in place to... um, have some sort of solution to a problem that we did see early on in Warzone. Right and uh, now we've actually seen it was Tommy who has been exposing people left and right in the war zone cod and twitch scene man's a machine I mean the dude is uh, literally a robot and I think he (laughs) has an eye for this kind of stuff but with it I I pass my moral dilemma onto you as we found out this past week that apparently maybe one player but maybe probably several players have been actually tanking their KDs throughout the week Mm. leading up to the event thus lowering their overall KD Mm. and that means they can actually meet the KD cap with whatever teammate they do so choose we're talking about a Warzone streamer pretty well known as War Z, mm. but the dilemma being it's not
3: technically
2: against the rules for Vic Stars events.
3: Yeah, and I kind of don't see this as a moral dilemma at all. This is just bad. I didn't know how to word it. Yeah, no, I mean, I think wording it like that is totally fair. I think a lot of people would see it as a moral dilemma of... As a a player, do you try to lower your KD so you can play with who you want to, or do you try to, like, abide by the rules as they were likely intended? And I think in this kind of circumstance, this is entirely on the TOs because this is a dumb rule, and they should have realized immediately that this is what this would lead to. Like, I realize that definitely there is – it's not ideal to have teams that can just really – just come through and clean house and dominate, and you, there's really no competition from anybody else, but there's other solutions there as opposed to implementing something that's obviously gonna have people immediately looking for ways around it.
2: Yeah, and I, I think we, at this point, we gotta realize uh, mm. we are gamers, and we see that gamers time and time again will try and find their way around the rules mm. or to bend the rules. Uh, one of the top comments I saw though when I made this video was uh, a lack of, uh, someone said a lack of brain power for people who think this is not against the rules, mm. Uh, The way I interpreted it is the rules is a KD cap, right? whatever means you go to being underneath that KD cap mm. is technically abiding by those rules right. unless I was missing something I don't know it was getting a lot of upvotes so I started to question myself as <laughs> to you know should I be judging this I don't think it's the best kind of behavior mm. but I don't think he's probably the only um, the only culprit a, a, that is actually doing this mm. the only question I would have for the audience out there is how you work yourself how you work the, I, I can't really think of a solution top of the head um, but that's why we don't see a lot of top pros in at least star events mm. we haven't seeing a guy like karma um actually compete because you know when he is doing his typical gameplay his kd is just way too high Mm -hmm. to find a reasonable teammate um for these kind of events so i definitely agree with you it's certainly more on the tos and as of us recording there is no statement about this just time and time again we see that if if a gamer wants to compete Mm -hmm. he's willing to do just about anything to uh to make that happen
3: real quick before we end this segment shout out to War Z with like the lamest excuse bro. ever for his KD being lowered I saw that and I'm like, not gonna lie I chuckled at it I was uh, I was like bro you might as well say your dog got a hold of your controller he, he did actually like, respond yeah, to like, the initial post
2: of being called out by saying oh I guess my girlfriend's not playing on my account anymore <laughs> and then a bunch of other players like come on dog you yeah know, right that's uh, like
3: that. that is the dog ate my homework of gameplay like excuses yeah right there, I think it was Doug know? is
2: raw responded and pointed out man your girlfriend must be cracked because she was playing solo squads for (laughs) like 37 straight matches and getting like you know zero or one kills so uh it's definitely interesting situation uh what do you guys think about this (laughs) tanking your kd to compete in call of duty warzone events
3: okay jake this is one that uh, i'm sure we'll be talking about tons in the months to come because it is fascinating and uh it's about halo because for some mysterious reason people are interested in Halo again. Uh, Chill, you're walking a fine line there, brother. (laughs) I say mysterious because, let's be realistic, uh, Halo, at its most recent gameplay showing, raised a lot of concerned eyebrows for people. Mm -hmm. And because of that, the game was in fact delayed, uh, likely into 2021, early industry estimates from journalists, reporters are that we probably won't see the game until like spring 2021 at the earliest, very likely not until holiday 2021, which is, you know, a good minute away from now. That's a little bit over a year. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty far out for a video game release. And despite that, we have orgs such as Cloud9 and Sentinels announcing their new rosters, for a game franchise that has not had a, you know, an actual esports league since 2018. That was the last time we had the Halo World Championship. That's not to say there haven't been Halo esports events since then, but it has been very limited. It's been a while since Halo caught the eye for a lot of the uh,
2: mainstream gamers slash mm. viewers out there.
3: Yeah, in a lot of ways. I think what happened to Halo is what people talk about potentially happening to Call of Duty at some point in time, where like people always wonder, what happens if a bad COD comes out? What happens to the esports scene? What happens to the community? And then, you know, Halo 4 and 5 just didn't hit the way that, you know, they really could have. And people just, you know, didn't have the same love for those that they did for a good old Halo 3, Halo 2 reach.
2: Yeah, it's know? definitely a thing that's hard to picture with the COD franchise being so huge and with mm-hmm. Warzone now kind of adding a little bit of a back padding. Right, I right. really don't see Call of Duty coming, crashing to a halt. Like, I, I don't want to call it crashing to a halt, but yeah. having the fall off that Halo did right. unless you have so many issues and then successive titles that are kind of like, eh, eh, mm-hmm. eh. I mean, yeah. with the Franchise League too, that also even further backs it. So mm-hmm. I don't think COD faces that same kind of future, but hey, you, you uh, Halo
3: is proof that you just never know. Yeah, exactly. I would have said the exact same thing right up until Halo 4 came out and then I was like oh no I mean not to say I'm not saying these are like horrible games it's just like you know didn't really have that same magic of halo yeah
2: and yeah. then certainly you got a question okay i mean come on sentinels and cloud 9 have yeah. to have been told something unless cloud 9 saw sentinels mm-hmm. finalize their roster and suddenly within 72 hours they're like oh yeah we got a full roster uh-huh. i think they might have been talking to some, i mean that's just what you want to think right you want to believe that you know someone or halo uh, infinite or halo whoever is behind the big wigs there we're, t- we're telling organizations hey we got some big plans for next Next year, esports. All mm-hmm. right, and so they locked down, you know, two potentially of you know these single top rosters out there. Right. These are world-renowned rosters, and I don't know what they're paying, but some pretty big acquisitions and names to be signed to the teams. Mm. It's kind of mimics that of like a Valorant launch, right? Yeah, yeah, but at the
3: time, but Valorant Halo's already was, exi- yeah, yeah, Valorant's new. Uh-huh. Halo's already been around. It's been up and down. But at the same time, with Valorant, people had faith in the way that Riot runs their competitive ecosystem, and with Microsoft, I don't know if you can really have that same. I don't know what. You know,
2: something had to have given them that faith right because Mm. if a game is delayed into possibly late 2020 that's the game right not even to mention the esports themselves Mm. the events to be set up and Mm. aligned it took obviously it took riot games a bit of time to get ignition series and even their own everybody a lot of time like
3: actually learn how to handle your own unique esports ecosystem like that to set this up
2: really takes a lot of time so i don't know what they could have been told like hey the game might not be out till like late next year Mm but like esports events will be up and running like right. I don't know what you can be told to all of a sudden sign a roster like that and then hold a roster down for so much time where they right. will not be competing. Mm-hmm.
3: It's going to it's it's very interesting. Yeah, in a way, uh, my initial my thought process that I've come to after like a lot of we've gone back and forth as a team on what we think uh, the reason could be here, whether it's Microsoft's announcing details to the teams about, like, oh, we're going to do XYZ with the League, or we're going to give you guys all these in-game special items that we're going to revenue share with you, or something like that. And I think what I've kind of landed on is that they might just release Halo Infinite Multiplayer separately from the campaign. They might take that longer time with the campaign, because we already know Halo Infinite Multiplayer is going to be free-to-play. So by default, it can't be connected to the campaign, because anybody's going to be able to access it. So they very much could just snap it yeah and then say hey you know surprise it's january halo infinite multiplayer is out Um, and people can play that and enjoy that and maybe get an esports scene like you know slowly building up around that and then hey you know they'll spend some extra time keeping the game itself in the oven but who knows
2: yeah we will see what the future of halo infinite is halo infinite still not here won't be for a while but halo rosters are already being signed And very lastly for this podcast, guys, we're going to be talking about a very debatable point because Mm. uh, speaking of Twitch why and what the heck Twitch is doing, a decision this past week made by Twitch that I am trying to wrap my head around as we await the decision made by that streamer, that streamer being Deller, who has now had his permanent ban taken back by Twitch. Uh, something we have seen, if not for the only time right now, definitely one a few times ever to see a permanent ban revoked just after a year of serving it. Mm-hmm. Deller actually known for a lot of uh, past uh, uh, incidents, incidents on the Twitch platform, yeah. which led to his permanent ban and, of course, moved to YouTube Gaming. We found out this past week, even after, just weeks after, he had told Twitch to take back his appeal. Mm-hmm. He also trash-talked the entire platform for harboring child predators. Uh, cheaters and view botters and scam artists, mm. and then said, "Take back my appeal." within a couple weeks of that statement, Twitch has now taken
3: back his permanent ban. Which hey, maybe Twitch just got confused. Maybe they saw appeal. They thought, oh man, yeah, that's what uh, clearly that's what he's talking. They about. probably didn't finish the tweet. Yeah, yeah. They said they saw they saw Twitch take back, and they were like, like, Yo, uh, Deller wants to be on.
2: Un- <laughs> Deller appealed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was his second appeal too, which makes it. I mean, just it just adds to a story that will probably. I, I don't think we'll ever see something quite like this one. I I cannot really name many creators that can get away in a mm. sense of trash talking a platform, right? And then that
3: platform kind of. That's why it makes you makes you wonder, what is Twitch really doing here? Yeah, it's such a weird move, especially because, you know, the reason behind his initial permanent ban itself was pretty contentious. A lot of people didn't agree with it. Because, you know, yeah, for those of you who don't remember, he did exactly what Jake just showed you. He basically bashed a keyboard with his head. Twitch was like self-harm right there it was weird unhealthy for our platform get be gone for that know? to be the final straw it was weird because he's <laughs> also
2: several several years ago now dropped right. the n-word and right, right. Uh, has said a lot of other questionable things mm-hmm.
3: and so several streamers on twitch's platform have done a lot of problematic things and get the lightest slap on the wrist
2: yeah i yeah. will say compared to most of those streamers Deller had several several yeah, warnings true, true but now those warnings are all cleared and mm-hmm. the, the lingering question is will he leave youtube to go back to twitch I don't think he will. The biggest takeaway here is he can now play with his friends. He can now stream with all of his Twitch buddies, which is a big, big thing because that's a rule that holds back a lot of creators. It's currently holding back someone like Ice Poseidon and especially someone like Dr. Disrespect Mm -hmm. has impacted his career, whatever the future of him and whatever platform he chooses. It's just is Twitch trying to is Twitch trying to trick Deller into going back. I mean, the sway of the viewership is not that much. Um, So, I mean, there wouldn't be a contract there, but they leave him the option to go back. Part of me, I know this is like the dark side of me, just Mm. thinks that Twitch is doing this just to see if they can get someone to trash talk them and then even get them to join the platform still.
3: Yeah, that was definitely my first thought, too. And I think if anybody could, it's definitely Twitch. Because, I mean, just look at all the metrics that come out uh, each quarter. Like, just recently, Stream Hatchet as well as Streamlabs released their quarterly analysis. It's a monopoly, man. Yeah, Twitch has, what was the number? I think it was something like Just shy of 92%. Yeah, 91%, I believe it was. Yeah, of the overall viewership of everybody watching streaming. That is, like... That is insane. I was very surprised with those numbers that mm. YouTube actually shrunk, I believe, and,
2: and Facebook remained pretty consistent with what mm. it's been. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's pretty crazy with the Mixer shutdown. they get Ninja and Shroud back, they lose Doc, but, mm. I mean, they're re-signing people like crazy, and it seems that most, of the, a lot of the YouTube signings are creators that are not, you know, streaming. They're, they're right. big creators, but they're not forced to stream, mm. the, but if they do stream, it would be on YouTube. It doesn't seem to be making up the ground that people thought it would, and so the, uh, the whole Twitch era does remain. Their re-signings <laughs> do remain, and And of course, what also remains is a decision to be made by Deller after having his permanent ban removed. Will he go back or will he stay with the Tubes? As per usual, we hope you guys all enjoy the eSports Rewind podcast. Same time, same day, every single week. Really do want to thank all of you guys uh, who have been listening, all of you guys who have been sending DMs. And again, a reminder for all of you guys who want to send stuff to the P.O. Box, I will shout out anybody. It doesn't matter what you send. can be a picture, it uh, can be a letter, can be two words, can be nothing. Uh, as long as you send anything in the P.O. Box, I would love to shout you guys out. That will be in the About section of our channel. Zan? We'll have a quick
3: asterisk on anything. All of the packages will be opened and examined first. By a member yeah, of the team. Yeah, you.
2: Hey, motherfuckers. By the way, if you have anything planned, I'm gonna be opening these things with sanitizer next to me and gloves and glasses and goggles. So if you guys want to do, do, do the pony tricks, it's
3: not gonna it's work. It's not happening. But it might. I'm <laughs> making it onto the show. <laughs> Send me something. Never mind. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> okay, let's let's forget. Jake said that. Uh, moving on. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you'd like to watch the esports rewind podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or rather listen to it, I don't know what I'm talking about. Watch, you know, listen to it on the go on your mobile phone. Uh, you can find a part of the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. That's P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N right alongside a lot of other fantastic esports and gaming podcasts. So by all means, go check us out there. We, we really appreciate our audio listeners tuning in. Thank you guys so much. Uh, you can find our daily esports news content on YouTube at Esports Talk. And anytime that anybody out there wants to reach out to us, send us a message, leave a kind word, anything, uh, send a story, you can find us on Twitter at talk underscore esports or on Instagram at esports underscore talk. We read every single message, even if we do not time to respond to all of them we do get quite a few and we really do appreciate everybody who reaches out
2: until next time same time same day next week guys we hope you guys all enjoy and until then take care of yourselves all right we'll see you back here sometime soon